to the latest edition of City Parents Talk. I'm Anna Richards from City Parents, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Charlotte Worth, an executive coach and learning facilitator. Specialising in professional development, Charlotte applies a positive method to help people perform at their very best, achieve their goals and unlock their full potential, allowing them to become their best self. Charlotte, thank you so much for joining me today. I understand that you have a particular focus on helping women who are returning to work after a break. Please, can you tell me about some of the challenges that these women encounter? Hi, Anna. I think that when you have an extended time away from work, whether it's on maternity leave or just a career break, there is a, there's a fair chance that a little bit of self-doubt and loss of identity starts to seep in, particularly if you're a new parent. Suddenly, you're no longer Sarah, head of mergers and acquisitions. You're just Milo's mum. And as lovely as it is to be a mum, you also want to still be Sarah. And I'm sure that many mums will agree that a lot of people don't even use your name anymore. You are just mum. Also, there's a tendency that if you're out of the office for any significant period of time, you start to worry that you won't be able to remember what you did or you're worried that things have moved on and that you won't know about all the changes that have happened while you're away. There might be new people in the office who don't know you and you don't know them and there's new technology that you may have to learn. So all of this just eats away at your self-confidence a little bit. Plus, all this is going on whilst you're battling with your new role of being a working parent. There's sometimes the guilt of leaving your child with someone else. There's the guilt of not being able to stay at work late with your colleagues or simply being able to go out for a quick drink on the way home from work. There's the feeling that you're constantly chasing your tail and not doing a good job at work or at home as you can't give yourself fully to either of them or you feel that you can't give yourself fully to either of them. And then there's the guilt of coming home from work and being impatient with your child because you're exhausted and you just want to chill out and you can't because you still have a small child to look after. And also, when you return to work, your manager or your team may not be that understanding of the challenges that you're facing. They may not appreciate that you have to leave at 5pm on the dot. And those eye rolls that your colleagues think you don't see, you definitely do see. And it just adds to that world of emotion that's already tumbling through your thoughts. And finally, there are some parents who feel guilty because they really want to go back to work. They've realised that they're not cut out for being a full-time parent and then they feel guilty because all their other friends are saying oh no I really don't want to go back to work so whichever direction you're coming at there is often quite a lot of emotions that you have to deal with. Interesting absolutely I'm sure lots of that will resonate with many of our members and Charlotte tell us about Point Positive the method that you apply in coaching how can it help people to focus on their strengths? Well, the positive method and point positive, as the title implies, focuses on the positive. But I think probably the easiest way for me to explain it is to start by looking at the negative. So, for instance, if we start becoming anxious about returning to the workplace, then our fear system kicks in. And this is an actual chemical reaction and it's where our body releases cortisol into our system. Once this has been triggered, our vision on life will start to become slightly blinkered and we'll start to only focus on the negatives of going back to work of leaving our kids and all the other things that I said earlier and ignore all the potential positives whereas if we flip it on its head and we use a more positive approach and just focus on our strengths 
such as the things that we are good at, what we love about the office and our job, then we start to think more positively. Our vision widens and we start to see all the exciting opportunities that might be out there. So we point to positive, which is a very new tool in the psychology toolbox. It's unlike other psychometric management tests because it doesn't rely on technology to generate an opinion that's based on a set of criteria that's input into the system. Instead, it relies on real life opinions and appreciation. So we ask the individual to pick 12 people whose opinions they really value. They could be friends, colleagues, and family. And then we ask those 12 people to tell three stories of when that person was at their best. And then we collate all that information and then there's nothing more joyful than actually reading what somebody has personally written about you or watch a video of them recounting how amazing you are. The results just start to fill you with positivity and self-belief again. And then once we've gone through all those great stories with the person, I then work through with that person or a group because it's quite good to do with teams and get them to understand what all their unique strengths are that have come from the stories and once we found those we then devise ways that they can keep those strengths at the at the forefront of their mind so that they can aim to be their best self you can just do it in one session or you can use it as a basis for any coaching sessions that they want to have as they move forward i'm conscious publishing this podcast at the beginning of a new year, particularly considering the extraordinary year that's just passed. The beginning of the new year often offers a good time for reflection, thinking back over the past year and towards the future. For any listeners who are doing exactly this, particularly those thinking about the next milestones in their career, what advice would you give to those listeners about how to gather their thoughts and reflect on the future? I would say don't do anything rash. Remember that what we've gone through over the last few months is not normal. And being removed from anywhere for a significant length of time will undoubtedly make you rethink things. On a positive, you may feel that you have loved being able to be at home in time to put your kids to bed, that you've not missed the commute. And hopefully some of those benefits that you found from working from home can be discussed with your employer to see if you can incorporate it into your new routine when things go back to normal. However, for those that have decided that they want a complete career change, then I take a deep breath and really think about it. And maybe ask yourself some of the following questions. What did you feel about your job before this happened? What are your feelings about it currently? If there has been a change in your feelings, what do you think has caused that? What does a new life look to you if you decided to make that change? Or what do you want to do instead? How do you think you'll feel when you've achieved it if you do go for that new life? How long have you actually been thinking about changing your job? Is it recent or had you been thinking about it before all of this happened? And I want you to be really honest with yourself If you do have ideas of a new life, are they concrete ones or just fluffy cloud ideas that look nice at the moment but don't have any real grounding? And if you put them to the test, will they hold up? If you ask yourself these questions, I suggest that you write all your answers down and you also do it with someone else so that they can really help you to dig deep and and push you that little bit further than the surface level. Ask yourself 
and, and, and a few times so that there's three or four answers to the first question, then hopefully you'll start to get a picture of whether it is something that you really want to do or it's just circumstances that we find ourselves in that have made work not seem as appealing as it did before. Really sound advice there, remembering how extraordinary the current circumstances are and making sure that any decisions aren't, aren't knee-jerk. So thank you for those, Charlotte. At the end of 2020, we announced the results of our annual survey when we asked people about their experiences of balancing their home and professional lives. And of course, this year, it allowed us to look at the mass remote working experiment and consider what the successes were and what the shortcomings were. There were huge amounts of successes, um, particularly when it came to people's work-life balance and productivity at home. However, there's certainly some areas that are suffering from the lack of human contact that people have in the office. A few of those were motivation. 39% of our respondents felt that motivation was waning. 25% um, felt their relationships with colleagues had deteriorated. And 54% felt that they were less up to speed with organisational changes and developments. For any listeners who are feeling a bit flat or disconnected as they consider the year ahead, how would you recommend that they boost their energy and motivational levels? And equally, have you got any advice for leaders and managers who want to re-energise or engage their teams? That's a really good question. I think the first thing is to ask yourself, what was it that you enjoyed about your job and your life before all of this happened? Then have the elements that you really love been taken away because of remote working and lockdown and the situation that we find ourselves in? And if so, then remember they will most likely come back once things go back to normal. So try to focus on those things, write them all down. Always write everything down because then you've got a note of all your thoughts. If that element of the job is still present in your job while you're remote working, but you aren't enjoying it anymore, then how can you re-engage with that enjoyment? What do you think the missing link is and how can you bring it back? Focus on why you wanted to do this job in the first place. If you were loving your job before this all happened, then that love will still be there. So what are all the great things about it as they would all come back once things are normal again and we're back in the office? Are there positive things in your job or personal life over the next few weeks or months that you can look forward to? Write them down. Even the tiniest little thing that you probably wouldn't under normal circumstances think was exciting. But actually now when we're limited to the people that we can see and do are much more interesting than they would have been before. Then look back over the last few months or weeks to see what things you have actually enjoyed doing that work. And again, think of even the smallest, tiniest things. It might be as little as a conversation that you had with somebody, or it could be a big office win, a project that you pulled off successfully. Can you do more of those? Can you have more of those conversations? Are there more projects that you can get your teeth into? And then for managers, I think it's really important for you to remind your teams of how important they are. And don't do it as a global thing. Make sure you tell each individual in your team how valued they are. Think about when was the last time that you actually thanked them and told them how much you appreciated them for something that they've done. 
we're all sometimes guilty of assuming that people know that we think they're really good at a job or that we think that they're fabulous but unless we actually vocalize it there is no reason to say why they should realize that particularly at the moment when everybody's feeling so disconnected from their team all you need to do is send your team member an email telling them how great they are and there's also no reason why a team member can't sell their manager that as well it, it works both ways and there's actually an initiative called complimentarykindness.com that has been set up by one of my coaching colleagues this is currently an online platform, but it's normally more of a hands-on affair where the teams come into companies or set up events and they get people to write little postcards or post-it notes, which you stick on walls for people to say great things about each other. But obviously COVID has stopped that, so it's all online. And you simply write your note and they will send it out as an official complimentary kindness email. The website for this is complimentarykindness.com. I've just had one of those emails and it was lovely. And I also, before we had lockdown, was working on a program where one of the people that was working on it is quite a formidable individual and she's very quick to shout, but not very quick to praise. But at the end of it, she left a little postcard on my desk saying some lovely things. And I was so surprised in a really pleasant way. I've still got it and I still look at it occasionally to remind me. So sometimes just by saying some nice words to somebody, will just make them feel better about themselves. I really like that. What a fantastic initiative. And I often think of a compliment in my head or I think how brilliant someone's doing, but don't necessarily vocalise it or, or write it down. So really nice advice there. Thank you. And I suppose the final question, we thought really about the new year being a good time to consider the future and bigger career defining moments when people are thinking about a big change. But how about on, uh, on a daily basis, everyday life, are there good habits that you think we can adopt to keep us focusing on the positives? I think there are. I think you need to sit down and really think about all the times when you've been at your best. It might be at work, it might be at home. And be really honest with yourself and don't be bashful. I don't know whether it's a British thing or a human thing, but we're sometimes quite tough on ourselves about saying oh we were fabulous at that but do it you'll feel great by doing it and hopefully you will have quite a few stories to tell yourself once you've written them down read through them and see if there's a common thread that's running through them and I'm sure if you look closely enough your strengths will appear and they'll probably appear throughout that those stories once you've worked out what they are make a concerted effort to try and use them every day it'll be a little bit hard at first but once you get into practice, it will become naturally. And if you do that every day, you'll hopefully start to see the future in a more positive way and start striving towards your best life that we all desire to have. Brilliant. What a perfect note to finish on, Charlotte. Thank you so much. It's been really enjoyable and valuable listening to your advice today. So thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in as well. If you'd like to know more about City Parents, please do visit us at cityparents.co.uk or you can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter or Facebook and stay tuned for more from City Parents Talk coming soon. Goodbye.